0: What does self-care actually look like? And how do you get started? Seems like that should be an easy answer. But as a caregiver in any capacity, it can be difficult to recognize your own needs and even harder to know when to ask for help. I'm your host, Valerie Borkman, And in this episode, Kelly and I are talking more about self-care with four easy steps you can take today. Welcome to Desperately Seeking Senior Living, a podcast for sons, daughters, grandkids, and spouses who suddenly find themselves tangled in the search for senior living and care. If you like today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and check out our doable download in today's show notes for a printable summary of the show and a bonus tip from our guest. You're listening to our doable tips, short answers to your questions don't see your question listed, send us a note. Then don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an answer. I'm so glad we're continuing this conversation. I I really don't think you can talk too much about self-care. Yes, Especially when it comes to being in a caregiving situation. Yeah. So Kelly, <laughs> you have four tips for self-care. Mm-hmm. What are they?
1: Listen to your body. Ask for feedback and accountability. The third is investigate rest, like figure out what's most restful to you. And then the fourth is be open to change slash invite others in.
0: And we actually talk a lot about the first one, listening to your body a few episodes ago in our episode about caregiver burnout. And I feel like an that episode, it was kind of an overview. But today you're going to talk about really some specific things with listening to your body. So what was that like for
1: you? So for me, that meant having an awareness that I was in pain every week after work and listening to that, you know, what, why is my body carrying this stress? Why is it not relieving? And why does it keep happening? And so, what is like the cause and effect of that? And so, yeah, for me, that was just to listen to my body and what it's trying to tell me. I think a lot of times, when your body experiences trauma, your body, there's a book, probably the most famous book on trauma, and it's called The Body Keeps the Score. I just downloaded that. You did yeah? <laughs> yeah. I to read that for one of my trauma-informed care classes for school, and. That book talks about, you know, how your body oftentimes responds before your brain does and before you are aware of what's happening. And so listening to my body and taking care of my body.
0: I want to pause here for a second, because where I'm at right now, I think that sometimes I feel guilt for listening to my body. And just to give our listeners a little point of reference, at this time, I'm actually going through, like, more than one of life's major events, including selling a house and moving and more than that. <laughs> so I probably do need to rest mm. more mm-hmm. and be still. And and yet I feel guilty about that. and. And it goes back to what we were talking about with moving a hundred miles a minute. Like that's whether it's taking a break or just literally being still.
1: Mm -hmm. It's so it is. And that's our culture, right? I think our culture tells us, well, if you're not moving, you're not being productive.
0: Yes. And I would like to just say (laughs) (laughs) that is not fair.
1: It's not.
0: It's not. And it's not always healthy.
1: No, not at all. And, you know, you could be in the society's eyes, you could be productive, but really, if your body is not healthy, is not engaged, then it's likely that you're only giving a small amount of productivity anyway. It's not to your fullest ability because you, you know, are half empty,
0: (laughs) you know, you need some more fuel.
1: (laughs) Yes. You need some more fuel. You need to have a snack.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what is your next tip?
1: So my next tip is asking for feedback and accountability. So for me, this was through therapy, taking that step, the weekly feedback that my therapist gave me Someone to point out how my body was responding, to teach me how to listen to my body, and to also remind me that, one, it's okay to not feel okay or be okay, and two, learning how to love myself extravagantly.
0: Ooh. Ooh, I like that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I've spent so much time and energy loving other people. And that is, it's so noble, right? And it's, that's the goal of a social worker is to help. But I can't give what I don't have. And so for so long, I felt like I was kind of running alone. Or I was running with other people who were burnt out, other burnt out healthcare workers. And so we were all just kind of going at the same pace, not really encouraging each other to take a break. Or if if we did, it was, we can only take a break under these conditions if we're not short staffed. (laughs) And let's be honest, we were always short staffed.
0: Especially with COVID.
1: (laughs) Yes. So asking for feedback, having someone to hold you accountable to it, you know, what are the things that are most important to you, you know, most important in self-care for you? Swimming. For me taking those solo trips and just physically slowing down, taking this kind of extended break, I needed someone to hold me accountable to that.
0: Yes. I really love the finding someone to hold you accountable part of it because Because like we're saying, it is so hard to do any Mm -hmm. (laughs) self-care. And and I love what you were saying about slowing down, which actually leads us into your next point of investigating rest, Mm -hmm. which is definitely slowing down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Being okay with the struggle to slow down because automatically we want to go, you know, from 100 miles an hour to nothing and we think that's what we're supposed to do and it's just not the case. And it's going to look different for everyone. For me that week and a half, I I still filled my schedule. I just filled it with other things and that was okay. Because I slowly learned to slow down. And it didn't happen right away. You know, so Just knowing yourself and knowing the easiest way to ease into rest is important.
0: You weren't just sitting there (laughs) the next day because, well, A, that's really hard to do. And B, you knew yourself that you needed to have something. When was that moment for you Mm -hmm. where you felt like, oh, this is resting? This is what it's supposed to be.
1: It probably took at least a week and a half until I slowed down.
0: And what did it look like for you?
1: It looked like taking a long time to make breakfast or reading for an hour in the morning and not feeling like I I need to get through this so I can check off the rest box and go on a coffee date, right? Or leave or go do something and or not feeling like the urge to clean the dirty dishes all of a sudden, like it's something I had to do. I spent the time resting and I appreciated it and I didn't rush through it. For me, it only happened because I was intentional about stopping work and obviously I had finished school. And so I really didn't have probably anything on my agenda, but I know that for many people that's maybe not the season that they're in or not a season that they can step into. So. For someone else, it may look like blocking out a Saturday and not putting anything on the schedule. But what you put on the schedule is things that you want to do, right? So if that means, you know, you want to go for a walk, that's on your schedule. Being intentional and being okay with saying no for the sake of caring for yourself.
0: Okay. I have to just like pause. I just wonder how many of our listeners were like me when you were saying, Make breakfast slowly. (laughs) I I don't know that I ever cook slowly. I'm always just like, okay, we gotta go, go, go. (laughs) And like just imagining a relaxing breakfast and slowly just walking through. (laughs) I'm like, I I don't know if I'm the only one here, but I like that would be so hard for me.
1: Right. When I did it, it became so much more enjoyable. Just like a mundane activity was enjoyable to me. It was making a smoothie, sitting down, looking outside, enjoying my smoothie, thinking about what was in it and how it was fueling my body. Those are things that I couldn't do when I was moving a mile a minute. So I was only using food for, I don't know, as a, a tool so that I could feel good and do the work. Instead, food then became enjoyment, and care. And
0: really, I think what we're talking about is that term, be in the moment. But I love that that you're illustrating it because it is sort of a catchphrase, be in the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so this is a perfect example of how to be in the moment or what that can right. look like.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what was the last strategy?
1: So the next one is being open to change and invite others in the process. For me, the change was scheduling that time, like this sabbatical, I guess, of taking a break. And that for me, that was the sixth week. I was very nervous to do that. I was nervous about finances. You know, I had this steady income for so long. I was nervous about how my own body would respond, what kind of emotions I would feel. I was nervous about what other people would say, like, Oh, she's not being productive. It's weird to tell someone, Oh, I just left my job. And no, I don't know what I'm going to do. next." <laughs> you know? So for me, it was like to save face We kind of run this rat race to look good or to show that we are productive. And so I had to be open to the opportunity of resting and I invited other people into the process. You are one of those people I invited my family in, you know, just to be able to express how I was feeling, talking to my family after like the last day of work, crying or releasing that emotion, being really excited to share pictures of a solo trip that I took in within my first couple of weeks of taking a break. Inviting people into that process is important in your self-care process, whatever that is, and being excited about it.
0: Yeah. Because we're, I mean, alone time is one thing, but we truly are not meant to be alone. Right. And we've talked about this before, but also seeking out those resources, therapy, and, you know, there are groups, there are meditation groups, there are, you know, all of these things. And, I, and if I can think of like one good thing that came out of COVID, I feel like there are more opportunities to connect, even if it is through online services or Zoom, it still adds another layer of connection and just makes it easier to find something that fits you. Right. You did one-on-one therapy. They have group therapy support groups. We talk about the Alzheimer's support groups all the time, caregiver support groups when you're in those groups you you are essentially giving back as well by telling your story.
1: Yeah. Yep, I mean even being on the podcast. You know, sharing a few weeks ago about my grandparents that was life-giving to me and I hope life-giving to other people.
0: This was really good. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly. And and of course, we're going to put everything that we talked about in show notes. We're also going to add Links to some other resources like the Alzheimer's support groups, NAMI, we'll, we'll put NAMI in there as well, which is the National Association
1: Uh Mental Illness. Mental Illness. Association for <laughs> Mental Illness. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that taboo word that we need to just get rid of. Yeah. I, I'm just going to do a total aside because there's still such a stigma surrounding mental health. Yeah. We just grew up with it being so taboo, and oh my gosh, yeah. I feel like the younger generation—I feel like they got it. They're just like, hmm, no, I feel depressed today. <laughs> I mean, they're, yep. they're like, they're just—they're just honest. Yes, honest. Yeah, and I think they've got the right idea. And if more of us were open and you know talking through it, and that's why we're doing the show. It's why we're doing this episode to just help people realize that we're not alone. Yep. Today's episode is brought to you by ClearPath Senior Living Solutions. ClearPath helps families find assisted living, memory care, and other resources. Find our contact information in today's show notes. Check out this episode's doable download in show notes for details including industry terms and definitions we discussed, as well as a bonus tip from our guest have questions or your own tips to share, leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you and until next time, make it doable.